Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. Hey friends, welcome to Someone Who Isn't Me, episode number 23. Those of you that are so inclined will know that 23 is obviously an auspicious number and it's very fitting that the guest on this one is Andrew WK. His new album, You're Not Alone, is out actually today. It's the day that I'm recording this intro and also uploading the podcast and today is the second of the third, so it seemed fitting. So over the years, I've interviewed Andrew quite a few times and we've hung out a little bit and I've gone to see his shows and we've chatted afterwards. And I've always found that there's something that resonates with me about his music and him as a person, which isn't always apparent, I think, on first listen. But there's there's definitely something amongst everything that he does, that he does with such passion as well. I mean, you could say it's... um positive energy and positivity and PMA etc but I feel like there's more to it than that and I think that when you listen to the new album you're not alone you'll be able to hear it and if on first listen you don't hear it maybe this conversation will help you to see that a little clearer because there's definitely something that moves within his work which is beautiful we got to hang out um, recently when he was in London he was doing press for the album and he came into Radio 1 and we did an episode of Music Room My Life which was really good um, we also had the the chance to hang out when I got to host his album playback and Q&A. And I think that was, that there was a feeling on this trip that you could tell that aside from the fact that he was obviously here to promote this brilliant new album that he's got, that there was, um, there's definitely been a shift in, in the overall perception of him as an artist. And I think that's been a long time coming. So when we got to hang out and do this episode, we discussed just that essentially that i that i've long held this feeling that he is a, a truly great artist and that gets overlooked sometimes um but when we got into it the first thing that i wanted to speak about was was the album cover painted by julie bell and boris vallejo and we discussed that a lot because obviously that was the first thing that made its way out for people to see was the album cover it's a beautiful painting and there's a lot going on with it so we discussed all of that um, there was a couple of things that I wanted to talk about in the album artwork as well, but it just I didn't want the whole conversation to dwell on the fact about this album cover. But there was stuff about the only two things that you'll see on the cover in the sky is is Saturn, and Saturn had just come into Capricorn, and we could have got into that, and also that Sirius was really obvious, or what a really bright star, which I presume to be Sirius. But yeah, there's a lot going on with his stuff, so you'll be able to hear that in the conversation. So to start off with... You know, you and I have had conversations in the past where I feel like, personally, I, I have a tendency to overread things, mm. and I feel like, like I see a lot of 
things within your work that I find fascinating. Oh, thank you. That I enjoy aside from the music. Thank I, you. I, I, f- I feel that there are elements of things that, that interest me, that I have interest in, rather. And, and it, it's an interesting one because I feel like a lot of people probably take what you do at face value in a, in a very, just, they see the surface and that's fine, I think, right? Oh, yeah. That's I try to make the first level of encounter as appealing as possible with the realization that some folks might stay there and not desire going any deeper or further beyond that. So it has to hold up on that um, initial level as well. Yeah. But hey, if someone wants to go in and explore more, I want to be ready for that. And ideally, I mean, the goal and it is a lofty goal, and, and I'm not saying that I've a- achieved it, but the hope is that you can go as far as someone wants to go with them into the full experience of being alive and to have uh, your work be a- an entry point into that ultimate exploration, which I think it's up to the other person for sure. I mean, you, you, you're interested in things, and, and I wouldn't describe that as overthinking. I mean, it's better than underthinking. Yeah. I, I, to, in my opinion, and I relate to that, and I want to be able to offer that to that person who is quite thoughtful or interested in looking for more than meets the eye. I am too, so yeah. thank you for, for approaching this with, with that kind of mindset. Yeah, because I, I don't know whether it's pareidolia on my part, you know, when you see things, it's like you know, looking at wood grain and seeing things in it that brings shapes and, and images to mind, or whether, you're at, whether I'm actually looking into the wood grain and seeing what's in there deliberately. Well, that's always one of the big puzzles, I think. Yeah. How much influence do we have over what we perceive? Yeah. How much can we will our, uh, ourselves into our perceptions or to see what we want to see? And to some extent, no one can deny that we have a lot of impact on our observations because there's too much to see. There's yeah. actually too much to experience. So we have to make choices in, uh, as to what we pay attention to. And so in that way, I guess, seek and you shall find. Just be careful what you're looking for, because you'll find it one way or the other. Yeah, true enough. So with that in mind, um, obviously the first thing that, that made its way out prior to any music from this album was the album cover, which is stunning. Oh, thank you. I was aware of Boris's work, because I was that kid that used to read like heavy metal and, and was obsessed with fantasy art and comics. But I didn't know that he worked in tandem with Julie Bell. Yeah, his wife. And yeah. they're really a fantasy art power couple. They yeah. paint together. And that's quite rare for mm. in general. I, I think painting is appropriately thought of as a solitary endeavor. Mm. But they do it very well together and have a complementary style, certainly. And I think she would um, say that he influenced her. But I think at this point, she also influences him. And I, that, to see them work and get to work with them uh, was quite inspiring master artist. So I'm, I, I got to give them the credit for the quality of the painting, of course. Yeah. But to me, uh, it looks very, uh, again, this may be me reading into it, but it seems to me that it's been very directed on your part. Like there's, there's symbolism within it that, uh, that I'd like to talk about, if that's cool. Sure. Um, so I'll do my best. Yeah, exactly. This may just be me reading too much into it. But obviously, the, the first thing that jumps out, aside from it being this amazing portrait of yourself, 
is um, is the setting. Yes. And I, and I wondered if it was a real place, it's, or if it was just a uh, um, a symbol. Uh, it's a combination of of real places and perfected places, I suppose. So hmm. I wanted it to be outside, on a, in a neighborhood, but ideally make it a neighborhood that could be found in almost any part of the world, hmm. uh, maybe at least the Western world, to have a, a familiarity, but almost an archetypal kind of familiarity yeah. that allowed people to instantly relate to the place without having to do much studying of it, to, to be immersed in the atmosphere of this nighttime neighborhood street with houses and a, a car and some trees and, and, and lawns and uh, the gutter and the mailboxes and things like that. I think there's a mailbox in there. See, even if there isn't, I feel as though there is. Yeah. And it's a type of environment I've always had a strong feeling about, the nighttime in general, but being in a neighborhood at night, I guess just growing up, um, but to this day, you're drawn to these certain kinds of feelings and locations, and, and you're not quite sure why, but... As actually Boris and Julie said, it's speaking to you for some reason, and so you, you feel obligated or responsible to listen to it yeah. and to respond to it in some sense and to put it into your work. So as you could imagine, there's a combination of, of deep thought and planning and intention, and then there's also a complete disregard and, and turning oneself over to the, these these instincts or these impulses these intuitions almost like a craving hmm. and you can't explain it so if someone asked me well why the nighttime street I, I might be able to make up some reason but I actually don't really know why it's what I was told to do by that vision yeah okay because to me it's like there's so many elements in in there so for a start I mean it's it's a cul-de-sac of this suburban area which which feels very I mean, a cul-de-sac instantly feels like a dead end. Well, it is a dead end, right? Well, I hadn't then thought it maybe that it was a cul-de-sac, but I like that idea. This is one of the great things about someone else exactly. having their this ideas. Is, is it's is even me. better than, than I thought it was. It's me reading too much into no, it. No, you're reading so, more into it than, than, than I had given it credit for. So, yeah, it's a dead-end street. Yeah. I didn't know it was, but you, you, saw, somehow you saw around the corner of the, that's, that's behind the tree and, and knew there was no more road there. I just assumed the road continued on, but you, you picked up on this underlying feeling of a, of a, of a cul-de-sac. That's great. Okay. Yeah, but maybe that says a lot about me. No, I'm saying I'm <laughs> committing to it. I'm going with it. And okay. I'm going to take from now on, if people ask, I'm going to say, yeah, it's a dead-end street. Because the, the thing about it is, obviously, the, um, there's the, the sort of serpent. Yeah. The snake, right? That, 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 yep. So yes. it's like, it's like, but it's half... It's only half visible, so it's like it's like you're the person that's noticing this thing that exists within within that world, which feels very uh, mundane. There's yes, and it's not clear, perhaps, if it's actually there or not, and it's also not entirely clear if it just is a snake, because um, it was very important. For example, when I was talking about that part of the painting with Boris and Julie, Boris was very adamant about it not being just a snake. He said, yeah. I want it to have dragon-like features too. And, and of course, if someone studies both of their work, they'll see many uh, fantastic creatures yeah. that don't necessarily exist in, in, in what we would call nature. 
but they exist. You know, a dragon exists, whether you can go and see one in a zoo or in the wild, a dragon exists as a phenomenon, as an idea. So he wanted that, and, and I, actually at first I, I had doubts, but I, of course I quieted those um, and tried to remove my own hesitation and my own tastes and things sometimes and, and let it be what it's supposed to be. And then I was completely ecstatic about how it turned out and how, specifically because it was less of a snake, it was less easy to compartmentalize into what kind of creature it was or even if it was real, you know, yeah. maybe I was imagining it in the painting. Yeah, because it still encompasses all those. I'm looking up the painting now and I, I, I suppose I could see the way the, the final house, the bluish house, the way it's positioned on the road does give the impression that it might even go across yeah. the street. Oh, maybe, maybe. That's that's. But it's 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 ambiguous. Yeah. To the extent that it can be, like you said, interpreted, and to you it read as, oh, well, it's obviously a dead end, and to someone else it, it might read as, oh, well, the road goes on. Yeah. Well, this is the thing. This it represents both things, doesn't it? Because it's. That's the hope. Yeah. That's the hope. Both things, um, and, and, and both things in that real stark uh, contrast, the, the, those pairs of, is it a dead end or is it a continuation? Is it this side or is it that side? Is it light or is it dark? Hmm. So it, it, it's not, um, it's those pairs of opposites which are so powerful, right? The, yeah. Those polarities, and, and they seem to assert themselves. They seem to want to be present. And acknowledged. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe someone only sees one side of it, but you can easily see. I mean, even the title. None of this was 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 conscious. But even the title. At first, I was really not. I didn't like the title. I thought it was very. This title, "You're Not Alone," I thought was rather generic, which I suppose it is. Um, but I thought it was a bit too uh, too comforting for some of the feelings that I was having. It was too mm. too hopeful. But at the same time, while it's obvious that you're not alone can be a, a sign of, of support and camaraderie and solidarity and a reaching out in, in lo loneliness, there are times when you might very well want to be alone. Mm. And if someone said to you, for example, if you were uh, had gone to sleep in your bedroom in an empty house by yourself and a voice whispered from the corner, you're not alone, that could be quite disconcerting yeah. and quite ominous and quite dark and not a positive feeling. The feeling that something is there can be beautiful or it can be quite disturbing. Yeah. So yeah, there's these, there, these, these, these contrasting but equally true aspects of almost every theme uh, in the, this work uh, has, has become quite striking to me and, yeah. and, and consistent. Yeah, definitely. Also confusing. Because that's the other thing that I was saying about things being confusing is, is the sense that the person in the background looking out of the window that looks almost like they're shouting. Yeah. I mean, it's you, right? Well, it... it or it, it, I, it... Well, I can say or this. Or a version it, of you? Well, when we made the painting, um, initially that detail wasn't in there. And as we continued working, I asked to put a figure in the window. Yeah. And I didn't specify. I did a sketch of what I wanted it to look like. But And, and to be honest, be, between you and me, I did draw it in my, with, in my head that this was me. Yeah. But I didn't tell them that. I said, I just want this, a figure there. And they 
somewhat disregarded the figure as I sketched it in terms of the, the way the body was. I had sort of one arm resting on the, the window pane and, and looking out in this, with this different kind of, a, a much more uh, subdued attitude. Hmm. And they actually used one of the photos that we had taken for reference when we first began working on the project where I was screaming at the sky yeah. and used that out of all their, uh, the, the, all the bodies they could have mimicked it on. Because I didn't tell them it was me, and I and I certainly would have imagined they would use that more dramatic pose to put in there, but they did. And then, of course, it was again even better than I would have dared to uh, to dream. Yeah. So who did you see the figure as? And if you if you were just because you said you say that when you sent the sketch, it was it was you as what well, you intended it to be you. Yeah, but but not for a clear with a clear understanding as to why. Yeah. And, and part of me hesitates to talk about these things, not out of fear um, or, or even fear of revealing too much. Or, it's that I don't really know, and I'm kind of making it up mm. as much as you might think you're making it up when you look at it. Yeah. I, I, was, I had a hand in bringing this about, but at times I didn't even know what it was that I was bringing about. It was, it was um, like assembling a puzzle where all you know is you're fitting pieces together, and, and occasionally... Maybe you're even just looking at the back of the puzzle where there's no picture, and it's not until it's assembled that, and you flip it over that you see, oh, wow, all along I was putting together a puzzle of this, uh, this young horse running across a field, but you had no idea. You were just fitting these shapes together and mm. doing your best to, to complete it. And then you can look at it and, uh, and have your own thoughts on it, but my thoughts are as um, valid or, 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 or invalid as, I suppose, any, anyone else's. Um, Do you think? Maybe. Well, I can say, <laughs> I can say, I could say, the figure in the window. There's a hazy, almost like a, ch uh, the kind of recollections you have from childhood that are almost memories of memories. Yeah. Um, you're remembering. You hold on to these sensory experiences, and you hold on to ways that you felt, hmm. and you might have attached them to a certain visual encounter. Uh, and then you remember that memory, and, and uh, you're remembering a, a reflection eventually. Hmm. So you get these, these. So you get quite, quite blurry. But it's a beautiful kind of blurry, like the, like a fire glow. If you're sitting around a fire and, and you can't see quite to the edges of the the space you're in, but some things are illuminated and there's shadows cast, and it's it's an appealing kind of haziness. Hmm. Um, maybe it, you wouldn't want to see everything too clearly in there. And, and in, in that kind of way, I could say, yeah, so that, that's me looking out at myself from the, this home or this house where things are, are safe and secure and then standing in between on the, the road, which is a, a path of sorts or a, it's supposed to take you somewhere, you know, maybe away from this, this, this home or this house or yeah. maybe back to it. Like the journey of the major arcana in the tarot. Maybe so, yeah. Or maybe not. You know, it does seem that they're, they're all, there's so many beautiful systems which attempt to illustrate and give uh, access to these core, almost unknowable truths, right? Yeah. And so we're trying to, to help ourselves in, interact with these 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 really subtle but very strong uh, 
I guess they're somewhat elusive, but they're, they're, they're powerful. I don't know why they're elusive. Or maybe they're not elusive. They're, they're, they're actually, maybe they're so present that we kind of can't see them because we're so immersed in it, right? So we yep. get distance and perspective by designing ways to illustrate them and ways to tell ourselves stories about these feelings. And, 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 and maybe even music itself is perhaps the best way to give shape or, 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 or texture to feeling but feeling not as a, 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 a kind of trifle, trifling emotion or, or, or a passing thought, but feeling as the foundation of, of experience, feeling as the one sure uh, aspect of our day-to-day -day life that, that, we, that we can't deny. The thoughts kind of come and go, but it's, the, it's the, the physical reality of being a body, being in a body and being here and going through this experience that, that seems to underlie all these other other ways of looking at it. But see, this is, this is why maybe I shouldn't talk about it, because I start to ramble, and it starts to, no, I, to blow apart. You know? well, and it's not. easy to say, like, oh, yeah, there's all kinds of stuff going on in there, but that doesn't mean it's going to be compelling work. You know what I mean? No, I understand that, but I think that's one of the things that I enjoy about your work, is that I, I feel that those things are referencing that. You know, there's loads of stuff in the lyrics that we'll get to in a bit, but... I mean, this is just the, the, the very start of it, as that was just the first thing that came out. Well, I would like for anyone who encounters the album cover to be able to look at it and say, hey, this just, this is an awesome painting. Yeah. I just like that. And then someone else could say, huh, I wonder why he's looking at, at that creature with that particular expression on his face. And again, I mean, I got to really hand it to these artists for, it's very hard to paint an expression. Yeah, and and there's when I was I sort of I worked very hard on f I'd say finalizing the painting, and bringing out details and just really pulling it all together, making some final changes, uh, which they were all very uh, Boris and Julie were very kind in allowing me to do that. Yeah. But I really marveled at the expression that's on the face because it's it, it first of all it it looks more like me than a photograph does, which is what a painting's supposed to be. There's more spirit in the painting than e yeah. even in a photograph maybe even in the person in reality and in that expression looking at that creature there's i, I think a type of courage there's a type of um false courage or bravado you mm. know a desire to appear strong in the face of this threat uh there's skepticism even maybe cynicism uh there's a small amount of confidence, but there also looks like it's probably overcompensating for uh, insecurity. I mean, but this is me also projecting yeah. into that. Um, but that feels more valid if you're the person that's responsible for the well, work. I, I suppose so. <laughs> yeah, so you could look at all those things and say, well, why is the serpent on that side of the street hmm. instead of the other side? And why is he looking to that direction, you know, versus yeah. the other direction? And all these things and, you know, which... Where are these other, how are other things composed? But what's most exciting, and I really, for, for me, this is, a, this is what keeps me excited, is none of it was, as much as there were choices being made, you're being led by emotion and this craving. That's the only way I can, I was trying to think of how to describe this earlier. It's not, so many people have, I remember hearing when people would talk about making their artwork or their music, that it was an expression of themselves, and I had to express this. And I really had a hard time relating to that because 
what I felt inside, I didn't want to express. I didn't want to feel. I didn't feel good. More Why would I want to express feeling lousy? Yeah, like a compulsion more than, a, than, a, than the expression. Yeah, I wanted to feel better. I wanted to feel a different way. I wanted to feel awesome. So I wanted something aspirational. Yeah. I wanted to make, it was like a fant fantasizing. I wanted to make a song that made me feel better than I was. I wanted to, I wanted to reach out of myself to something more. Uh, so you have this craving, but it is coming from within you. Like you said, it's a compulsive feeling. I have to get this out. I have to do this thing. But in the reaching out or the pushing out from within you of this idea you have or this vision you have that doesn't even feel like it's yours because it's, it's just sort of came to you, hmm. you also are, are, are reaching out into the world and you also are finding something deeper in, inside yourself. So you're going both directions at once. You're, you're kind of pushing out and, and, and reaching further in or something. No, that, that makes perfect sense. Well, that's the thing. Do you think it's solely from within as well? Or do you think that... See, I have, I have the opinion that making art of any type, be it visual art or music or, or poetry or dance, whatever, is um, you're as much a conduit as you are to those... Uh, but, you know, you can say it's like people will talk about their muse and, and about creativity as, as this thing that exists within them. But I, I personally think there's there's much more to it than that, and I, and I think what you've been describing to me that sounds to me like how I feel about those things that there is this uh, world of existence that that is beyond. <laughs> so, we obviously experience things within within the realm of the senses, mm -hmm. but that's not to say that. TV shows don't exist just because a TV's not tuned in or a radio's not tuned in. There's no radio broadcast. The, you know, these things are, are all around us. We, we, you know, it's easy to quantify those things within science for things that we like to just happily take as a, as a, as a, as a truth, right? Mm. Like, everyone knows that they can turn the Wi-Fi on on their phone and, and, and get online because there is a Wi-Fi signal somewhere invariably. But... I don't know. I, I feel that um, when, when you make art, you are um, you're allowing things to happen, and I think that's the beautiful thing that when you're describing that when you you're um, when you were directing the artwork, for example, and in their case as well, when they were actually making the painting, it sounds like that there was a beautiful synergy where where everybody was uh, being very intuitive about it, and I think that that's because they're. You know, that all, that all depends on whether or not you believe there is a, a guiding hand in things. Which I think, you, I, you know, I think you do believe that personally because the, the, what I see in your work, that they're the things that really resonate with me. But again, like, as I said, this could just be me. Well, it's w wishful thinking. It's beautiful to be someone such as yourself who is able to look at the world and find that because it it's what you want to see. And I, I, mean, I really <laughs> okay. think that's extraordinarily valuable and admirable and really is a goal in one way to, to experience the world as you wish it was. I mean, what a beautiful thing to do. And, and, and to not say that you're not still skeptical and to, to not have questioning, and, but to, to allow this kind of possibility that is beautiful ultimately and does seem, in my, in my opinion, I agree with you, does seem to explain uh, a great deal of what's 
is most beautiful about life uh, in a way that is, is hopeful and, and, and gives a sense of purpose. I completely agree in terms of based on my experiences that there's something is going on and it's not actually even that important. In fact, it might even be disrespectful for me to want to figure out what it is. Yeah. It's almost like a waste of energy. Mm. It's best just to serve it and to kind of not question it beyond that. And it almost seems if you t try to pin it down too much or get a, a gr grasp on it, 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 it slips away. Yeah. It's quite tricky in, in, in that way. But I think a, 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 helpful, a helpful method that I've used to approach that phenomenon of a guiding hand or an outside force or an inner force or, or something beyond you that you're engaging with is that it, is, it, it, it comes to you as what we would call an instinct or uh, an intuition or an emotion or a dream. But so often dreams are described as this this idea that you come up with, right? That, that you think, well, what do I want and what do I like? And I'm gonna sort of combine those elements into a goal and I'm gonna call that my dream and I'm gonna make it happen and I'm gonna work and I'm gonna push and I'm gonna do whatever it takes by whatever means necessary to, to get what I want. But sometimes, and we may have talked to this, we probably did talk about this before, it sort of to seem, I've tried that and I usually didn't have very good success with that. It seems more like with this, with a vision, the, the vision dreams up you. The dream dreams you and pulls you towards it. You don't come up with the dream and push towards it. It's already there. And now it says to you, okay, well, here's what you have to do and here's what I'm asking you to do as your vision. Do you have what it takes? Can you set yourself aside and do what I want you to do? To, to do what perhaps you're meant to do. And it can be quite humiliating too because you're, you're not in control in the same way. You can't take credit for it the same way. You can't say, well, I did this, then I did this, and I put two and two together and I got four. Hmm. It's gonna surprise you and, 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 and shock you and challenge you and, and, and oftentimes, if not all times, be entirely irrational and quite painful. And I've just tried to especially lately, make even take even further extreme measures with Trevor Eve to, uh, to listen to, to what I'm being told to do and do it, sometimes against my own, I guess, more shallow uh, instincts, day-to-day -day instincts. Yeah. And, and it's, been, it's been painful and it's been challenging in ways that uh, I wouldn't expect, but it's so clear. And, and the, the, the part that I guess was quite liberating more recently is I used to have those instincts and have those feelings and, and, and say, this is what I should do. But I would always felt, feel like I had to explain it. I had to justify it. I had to be able to explain it to someone else. I had to understand it. And I, I, I just say, I don't, I don't know why. I can't explain it. I don't understand what this is what I'm supposed to do. And then I just do it. Yeah. And that's, that's been uh, do you find really that liberating. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. 
For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. But do you find that um, as well as it being liberating and gratifying, do you, do you find that there is the end is that much more forthcoming when you when you act that way in, in the, sense um, the better results yeah i guess well i'll have to see because <laughs> we'll find yeah. out later exactly so far so good i, I suppose <laughs> yeah but it's easy to say now i mean it, 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 there is a level of, of of common sense and and decorum and and general uh Say honorability that I want to maintain, and and that's where things can get tricky. Because if the voice tells you to go uh, murder somebody, you know, then you probably could, could could doubt that voice, and it will. I think it does test you and try to trick you in these ways. But, yeah. um, you know, that's why it's never that easy. It's never black and white. It, it, unfortunately, it's always hovering between these these spaces, which yeah. keeps it alive ultimately, and that certainly does keep it challenging. Yeah. Well. I- so it's interesting that that you were saying about um, about the polarity and the constant push and pull, and 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 as you've now said, the the space between those polarities and, and what that can mean. So for me, the album, aside from being, you know, if we're going to cut it down to like buzzwords, like it's it feels very triumphant oh, it feels very empowering that's fantastic um, to hear and, that and I think I think the the spoken word spoken word passages yeah yeah the motivational speeches yeah I got chills the first time when oh, I was wow. listening to the record because um, that's gives, the highest it, compliment well it gives it, it gives it it gives it more no not more direction but it it clarifies the direction right I, I suppose, but but there, it feels like, from an outside perspective, it feels like there's like an overarching theme to the record. Yeah, amazingly enough, that that it turned out that way. Never dreamed it would. <laughs> That's what was most surprising. Yeah, it feels like for, on one level, it feels like um, almost like uh, well, it's clearly it's clearly about you, but. But if, if we would step outside of that, it, it feels almost like, um, and I don't mean you t- this to sound horrible, but it almost feels like a stage play in a sense because it, it feels like, like the heroes, like in a very Cam- Joseph Campbell sense, like mm. it's like, you know, it's the dark night of the soul. It's like, like these series of, of tribulations which, 
which are unspecified, but and coming out the other side of that. And it's almost like, and there's, there's moments where, sorry, I'm going to have to refer to my notes because oh, I'm please. terrible at re recalling lyrics. But the, the, the things, yeah. So just picking through the lyrics, these are the things that jumped out at me immediately and, and that, that seem to, to reference what, what I think is this, this journey that I was just saying about, like in, in party mindset. And it's like time in oblivion is well spent. And then there's obviously Beyond Oblivion. Oh, yeah. See, I, didn't know, then, I didn't even notice that. And then... I didn't even notice I used that word uh, And then twice. in Ever Again, you say, like, I, I learned a lot from my trip to the dark side. And, in, and in, uh, even in You're Not Alone, when it says Into the Great Unknown. But that could be, for me, that's, that's the unknown on the other side of, of this dark space. Oblivion or the Abyss or Doth or whatever, however you want to view it, right? And, and that, that's... If we're going to read too much into it, which I am prone to do, if you want to say it as the hero's quest or, or, or the quest for enlightenment, there is that, that moment. There's that, you know, of total oblivion of, like, destruction of the ego and, and you know, facing Koranzan and coming out the other side of those things as, as, a, as a reborn person, right? As a, as a better person. Yeah, if you can make it back out. Yeah. Sometimes you wonder when you think you've gone in to the abyss and you think oh great I got that out of the way <laughs> and you haven't even taken the first step yeah. to approaching the entry to your real test so yeah and you can have many versions of uh, of, of, of venturing into the the darkest moment I think I don't know that it's just one journey hmm. uh, I think it's it, I mean it's humbling when you went to do that I think because you I think we all, no matter how um, how much humility you have, there's that part of the ego that likes to think, okay, I'm I'm doing this, I'm I'm actually on the right path, and I've been through that challenge, and I made it out, so I must be on the other the other side now. And hmm. odds are, you know, it's, I'm not saying that there aren't those who have done it. I mean, for all we know, the abyss is when you die. Yeah, that that's when you go in. Now, some have said that they have. Uh, done it in, in, in living life, and I'm not here to say they haven't, but maybe once they died, they were perplexed to find that it only was just starting. It seems, I mean, just your observations, as I, I truly hadn't even realized that uh, the lyrics in the song Party Mindset referring to oblivion were, are then referred to in the title of the instrumental song Beyond Oblivion in a, in a quite striking way now. I mean, it seems, it seems so intentional, but it was completely a fluke, completely a, a fluke. I mean, obviously it was on some kind of subconscious level. Yeah. And I think that, I, I, I suppose that these are the results you get, not saying they're great results, but you do get results when you turn yourself over to a kind of intuitive decision-making or, 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 or irrational creative process. I mean, some of these songs I've been working on for 12 years, and there was just no way to approach this album uh, conceptually. I think that the timeless story that you've been describing, the only story, the journey of the human experience, asserts itself yeah. when given that space. It well, will we're, with, we're within it. So therefore, we're within. That's the all. That we, it's all we could do. Yeah. We're trapped. Yeah, we're trapped. I mean, I, maybe that's one of the the, the hallmarks of, of so much of our frustration is wishing we could 
that they could be about something else, that, that we'd find something that somehow alluded to something beyond that. And there is. I think there is something beyond that story, but we haven't earned the right to get there until we complete this growing process, right? Yeah. This educational process of living in this version of, of reality. Yeah. I don't like to use that w word so and much, but... It's, it's something I, I heard recently which really, really struck a chord with me is, the set, is, um, is obviously uh, as we walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I mean, that's life, isn't it? Life yeah. is that valley and we are constantly in the shadow of death. Well, it, which well I, said. Yeah, which is a beautiful thing. But yeah, it, it, so yeah, these, these are the things that really jumped out to me. And again, it, it delights me that you're finding what I consider really exciting uh, points of view that not only I had not considered, but hadn't even, I don't think I would have found them if you had not pointed them out right now. That counts. That's a really incredible part. And this has been said many times, but it really is true that this is still part of the album being made. You know, you you looking at the album changes the album. You listening to the album yeah. changes the album. You encountering a work is still part of that work coming into being, and it's still. I mean, people say that once it, it's released, it's still. It, that's when it starts, or that's when it comes to life, or that's that's only the my work is done, and then it becomes everybody else's. But it, it really is, and you can learn a lot from other people's takes on what you've gotten to do and realize that it's just as valid or again even more valid you know it's still happening mm. and hopefully again at the very least or on another uh, in another way it can just be what you said hopefully very thrilling um triumphant and intense rock music yeah which 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 is yeah, and I, it doesn't need any to be anything more, or it has to be able to stand up as that. Hmm. I think that's that's important. And I can imagine someone hearing us uh, carry on about these other things that we just happen to be interested in in general, hmm. and say, oh well, that you're just trying to make the music more interesting than it is. But well, no, because it doesn't, this is me saying that. Well, well I, I like these things too, though. But yeah, that, I get that. The music doesn't have to be that interesting. The music just needs to feel really powerful, hopefully, you know? That, yeah, and, and, and makes people want to drive too fast. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but I do think that even if someone isn't aware or interested in these other ideas in a, in a, a very literal sense or in a conscious sense, I think they are picking up a part of those feelings are coming yeah. from these aspects. And whether, whether, if you watch a Disney movie like Pinocchio and, and you enjoy this story for all that it presents itself as on, a, on a, an approachable level as a four-year-old child, it holds up and counts as that. And it doesn't matter if you can pick apart the symbolism or interpret it on these other levels. The truth is, if you get a feeling from it, it's because you already are on, a, on a, an intuitive, subconscious, almost primal level, mm. understanding those things, even though you don't know that you understand them. Yeah, It's an incredible kind of uh, inherited wisdom it, that I'm sure is somehow genetic, but actually transcends even our, our understandings of the mind and, and, and biology and how thoughts are passed down and mm. how much of a, of a kind of template of consciousness someone is born with. When you react strongly to something, especially as a child, when you have such limited experience and in, in, in intellectual knowledge, that's the surest sign that there's something uh, intangible at play in the heart of the human experience. 
agree. And I think that that's the other part of, of, of people's journeys, isn't it? When people are actually aware of those things and they, and, they, and they become the seeker to try and find out ways of, like, as you said, you, maybe, maybe the, the, the best thing is to not understand those things, just to accept them and, and um, not give in to them, but just to, to flow with them. To love them. Yeah. I think that's the, the key. I mean, you, we love this feeling. Yeah. And, and, and much like love is sort of indescribable past a certain point, that's what they say, that the, the pinnacle of love is love of God. And if God is synonymous with reality and life, I mean, it's sort of being in love with this feeling of, of being alive, the, the, yeah. the things that stimulate you, the things that make you excited to be able to live another day, that, 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 that compulsion, that, that, that curiosity, the joy of life that is indescribable. Joy is happiness without reason, that transcends reason. It's the, it, it's the joy of, of having come into being. Hmm. And maybe I, I think we could both agree that enlightenment is simply the recognition of that phenomenon to some extent. It's not this, this striving towards some kind of uh, almost unattainable wisdom of secrets it's 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 the realization that uh what's already going on is fantastic and you're paying attention to it yeah you know just well, this I, quick shift of, of perspective yeah i think in confusion and clarity you say that perfectly you know the parts of life that bring us undeniable and reliable joys these are sacred yeah yeah well i had i I wrote those very quickly. Um, essentially, I spoke them, I, wrote, I recorded them, and then listened back, and, uh, which was quite painful to do, and then wrote down the best parts and then recorded them again. But it was the, those were recorded, the, the motivational speeches, there's three of them on the album, they're all very brief. I mean, no, I don't, not much longer than a minute at that. And, they were recorded so last minute that we were actually in the mastering phase of the project. So after all the album recording, after all the mixing, on the mastering, the last day, yeah, I said, okay, let's get these done. Because I really so you hesitated. Always, you knew that they were going to be there. I think I was, I was putting it off as long as I possibly could put it off. Why? Well, it was just very exposed, and I was very unsure of it. That was the biggest challenge for my ego and my conception of me and, and my ideas and my tastes. I would never have wanted to do that. That was suggested by uh, a woman, Karen Glauber, who I work with as, in my management company. And as soon as she said it, I knew she was right. And I yeah. knew that I was going to have to succumb to this idea. And this was going to be the most challenging idea for me to, to succumb to. Why do you think it's easier to say those things? Because you say it constantly throughout the album, I think. But why do you think it's easier to say within within music? Do you think because there's a brashness to it and, and oh, it's yeah. like a like a shield? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. You just have I mean, the, that's the power of, of of the entire universe. It feels like yeah. it, it, the way I try to make this music. I use every sound that I can to build this cathedral of strength. You know, this triumphant, intense feeling. So. To have the polar opposite of that, where it's just me, and and I, I, I had to hold back from wanting to put any any other sounds or effects or anything. It's just a naked, really naked voice. Mm. But I, I understood that I had to do it. That it was what was supposed to happen, and I had to, you know, 
cancel out myself and, and just do it. And that's a, a, an intense feeling. It's, it's a good feeling ultimately, but I, don't, I haven't listened back to it since I, once I could stop listening to those, I, I skipped those. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, but that's okay. You know, it's not about me. It's about yeah. what I'm supposed to do here. Yeah. But thank you for your kind words about them. I mean, I, I, what also helped is I thought if I really liked someone's music or someone's work, would I want to hear them talking about these things? And the answer was yes. Yeah. And I would appreciate that they had the courage to do that. So that's how I kind of thought of it in uh, a yeah. you know, m more objective way. I agree. That's why I love doing these. Because invariably, I get to sit with people that I find inspiring and have conversations with them about their work. But, they're, but invariably, it's, it's about the reason the work is the way it is, right? And I, yeah. and, I, and, I, and I don't think there's been anyone that I've spoken to on this. I mean, maybe it's just because... I, d I hope it's not because I'm enforcing what I see within the conversation. Or it's just the case of, like, I see things within certain people's work and I really want to speak to them about that. But um, those people agree that there, there is this, as we've been discussing. You relate, yeah. Well, yeah. it's probably a combination of all those things going on. Yeah. I think the, mo the most obvious thing as far as the lyrics go in, um, in the single is, in, is the give me the will to love, so below and as above. Mm. I mean, that, that spells out so clearly it, for me in a, in a sense that as soon as I see the words will and love together, I'm always going to assume that within a certain framework anyway. Yeah, and that's, that's appropriate. Uh, but fortunately, those words exist beyond that. <laughs> of course. Or, or yeah. beneath it, you know, yeah. before, it, <laughs> before it and after it. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and actually, I mean, that's when I've listened, I think music, not necessarily my own music, but music as a phenomenon, it's me at my best. When I'm listening to music, it gives me that joyful feeling. And the only music I would choose to listen to is music that does, even mm -hmm. if it's angry music or, or, you know, it can be all different tones and timbres. I can feel it making me a better person. You know, and, and truly better, like improving my character. Hmm. And one of the things it does, if, I mean, if I'm in a, a very spiteful, resentful mood, full of contempt for, for the world in general or specific people, or just that kind of malevolent rage, once that music's on, those feelings fall away. And it's not that it makes me feel more loving. It's the other stuff falls away, and what's revealed and what was there all along is this unconditional loving feeling. It's just a general goodwill towards people. But I don't know that I've yet found the strength to let those other parts fall away when they're not useful. Um, but music gives me this, this power to, to be better, you know, yeah. to, be, to, to let the, what I hope is the real me come to the fore. It's alchemical. I think so. And that's with the real puzzle, because if you didn't have you know, the, the lesser stuff to start with, what would be the fun of turning it into something greater? Yeah. So I'm also thankful for th those darker motivations because uh, I would never have been compelled to do any of this, I don't think, had I not felt so, at such a loss. 
I had to, to do something. It was desperate. Yeah. And that's how this album came to. I was feeling just complete. I was feeling more and more alienated from everything. And uh, that, that, that I had to feel, you know, it's, it's so strange too how the title came along because the title was very last second. It was also, again, suggested by one of my managers. And I realized that you're not, he suggested that title is out of the blue. And, and that title, I realized, appeared as a lyric in that last song. Mm. And that last song, I had been sort of holding off and wasn't sure if I should put on the album, even though at times it had been my, one of my favorite ones that, that I was working on. And I said, wow, it's amazing that you suggested you're not alone, because that happens to be kind of the, one of the main lyrics that really sings out in this one song. I guess that song should be on the album now, and now it'll be the title track. But I had been feeling... Not a sense of loneliness, but a sense of uh, disembodiment and, and disconnection that... Like a melancholia. Yeah, or a, sen a frustration that I, I felt like I was insane for, want, for believing in this feeling. I was yeah. starting to think, what's wrong with me that this feeling means so much to me and is the driving purpose in my life, and I can't find more people that... I wanted to connect with people. Mm. I wanted even one other person to say, I understand exactly what you're talking about. That's the feeling I'm looking for too. Mm. And thank goodness that we found each other and found each other in our efforts to be around that feeling, to create that feeling, to worship that feeling. But I was probably experiencing a deficit of that feeling myself, which is also why I had a harder time relating to people. So just working on the album with the focus being to make this life force feeling come out of it that was the goal and then that was my only personal goal and all the stuff like the lyrics and the the, the the different textures they they just sort of made their way after the fact i just had to be motivated enough to to do it through um this kind of furious i felt like it was like, like my last chance because yeah. i've been trying to make an album for so long and and started to think that maybe it would never happen i mean t 10 years had passed so quickly and I never intended for there to be that kind of delay, and and I realized, holy smokes! In another ten years, I'll be almost fifty, and then I, and then life's going to be come to a close, and, and, and you can start to see that, yeah. and that there's an urgency. You got to do this, and 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 it was definitely never made an effort to record or make music with that kind of urgency before, and that kind of desperation. But it was a good it was a good thing. How do you think that's uh well, it's informed the record, clearly, throughout the whole thing, you can feel that. But do you think that's made for a, for a, a better record, in your opinion? Is I don't know, you just start... to judge, isn't it? I started to realize that all these ideas I had, you know, for a certain melody or a chord change, or the way I wanted a song to start, or how this song I'd been working on since 2006 could have this part in it, and you start to forget that this is just all in your head. No one else has heard these things. <laughs> and you start to think, oh, yeah, people, people, this is what I do. And no one else, you haven't done it. You know, it's just ideas. They're just plans you have and just, just that you keep. I wasn't even intending to put them off. It's just you start to realize, well, holy smokes, no one else except you has any idea that any of this stuff exists because it's just existing in your, your imagination. And uh, it's time to, to, to manifest it. So, yeah. Um, I would like it to be the beginning of a, a, a much more prolific and productive era. 
What's that? I don't know. It sounded like a, a little uh, audio Sounded like clip my phone, right? Or something. It sounded like someone had been listening and then hung up. You notice that? Yeah. They'd, they'd, they'd heard enough. They said, that's it. These I'm guys done. are good. We're done. Yeah, tap out. Yeah. They're not talking about anything important. That's funny. See, this, this, is, this brings me back to my whole thing at the start about how you, know, you, can, you can appreciate things on different levels. And I think that's... The, the lead of it or the gold of it. I think it's quite noble to aspire to that and quite challenging. Yeah. Because we're really... Most people, including myself, are prone to opinions first and examination later and, and judgment and... Do you find that you're... you're um, judged in that sense I think personally I think you're judged unfairly because I, mean, I, I can't I complain <laughs> because I, I think people are like oh yeah partying but that is what it is it is what it is but there's there's a that's that's the the tip of the mountain and or the iceberg rather and there's so much more below the surface. Well, so, to you there is. Yeah, and I'm exactly. And then, and then for you, I'm thankful. So, as we're being listened in on, that was weird. There's something uh, going on. Um, would you, I had one, this is probably the only question I have, because it's not. this has just been a conversation rather than a series of questions, I hope. But um, I think I know the answer already, but do you consider like partying as a spiritual praxis? Well, that's a, uh, there's a lot of questions within that question, I suppose, because... That's why I only need one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's, the whole, that's the whole discussion right there. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess the, we, we've answered that, right? Or would you care to... Well, it, it depends on how one looks at what spirituality is or what spirit is. It's nice, actually, to talk about at the end or towards the end of this talk because... Everything we've been talking about is spirit. I mean, that, and yeah. that's funny because that's the one word I didn't really use, but that seems to sum up that intuition, and those and, and instincts, and emotion. The those are the manifestations of the spirit, hmm. right? So, if one is to develop a a worldview, it seems that the the most uh, appropriate way to build it is f from out of the spirit and then let the mind serve that you know and the heart too because you're also trying to listen to your heart these these all i don't think they're all the same thing but they're they're, they're different aspects of a of a of a core power the life force power and that's what you want to lead with and the mind will tell you that it is the answer to everything and it's the life force power and it's con in control of the life force but it can't be because it's been made of the life force so yeah you want to turn its its unique and very formidable skills over to something that's worthy of serving rather than it's 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 nonsense games and, and irritating uh distractions you know let it um let it serve the celebration of of existence and that's what part partying was just supposed to be, like you said, it was supposed to be a, a, an entry point, a really appealing, really 
easy to understand and grasp and hopefully very joyous, very fun way to get into everything else. Hmm. So this is my, my particular tool set, my particular offering, my way of saying, okay, well, if you want to explore life, here's the way I can, can, can go about it with you. And we can get into all the same fundamental stuff but we're going to do it through this idea of partying, and hopefully that appeals to you. Hopefully you like this idea of having fun, which most people do. So I was trying to think of the most appealing possible framework I could put all this other stuff into. But even that, of course, I'm, it's easy to say that in hindsight. I mean, it was, that was all quite intuitive as well. I mean, mm. just was drawn to these certain aesthetics and tried to explain it to myself, but I feel less and less the need to explain it past a certain point. The more I explain it, kind of the more the, the less interesting it gets to me or the less fun it gets. You want to be surprised. You want to be mystified by your own life. Yeah. Right? You want to be if you're entertaining other people, you gotta be entertained by what you're doing too. And, and it's hard to be entertained if you know all the tricks. Yeah. You gotta be surprised by the magic tricks that are being played on you by your own life. That's a great point to finish. Well thank you for your thoughtful insights and, and superior interpretations. Mm, I don't know about that. Well, in my opinion. Thank you. Thanks, Thank you. Mate. Thank you, Dan. Thanks for listening to Someone Who Isn't Me, episode 23 with Andrew WK. Um, I should point out that towards the end there, there was this weird thing that happened where we were doing the interview. There was this strange sound, like a clicking, as if somebody hung up like an old-fashioned telephone, like a line had just been cut. And it was really audible. And, and I've listened back to it on the podcast when I was editing audio levels. And you can hear, it, hear a click, but... Um, when we were actually in the room and doing it, it was it was a lot more startling and it threw us both and yet at the same time it didn't really surprise me that much and uh, I've, I already have a theory on what it was. But there you go. I hope you enjoyed the episode. It seemed to confirm a lot of feelings that I had about what was going on with his work and with Andrew himself. He's a true artist and I don't think that's appreciated as much as it should be. Go and get the new album, which is called You're Not Alone. It's fantastic. I get hyped every time I listen to it. It's brilliant. Anyway, I hope it gives you another slightly different perspective when you listen to his music because, like I said, that's how I feel about it now, especially. The next episode of Swim is going to be with Cedric Bixler-Zavala. I know that was going to be this one, but there's... It just seemed that this aligned better on the for the 23rd episode and his album being out on the 2nd or the 3rd and me being into numbers and etc. So yeah, thank you to Andrew for doing this episode. Thank you also to Julie for um, sorting this out and making it happen. Also Tony as well, thanks for that. So I hope you enjoyed it. Please leave a nice review on iTunes or whatever podcast platform you use. Um, five-star reviews and ratings etc go a long way you can find andrew online on instagram and twitter at andrew wk as i said the album you're not alone is out now you should go check it out you should buy it or um, listen online on all the streaming platforms 
It's a brilliant piece of work. You can find me online at Daniel P. Carter on Instagram and Twitter. The podcast is Swim Podcast on Insta and Twitter as well. Thanks very much. Spread the love. Peace. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.